truly a blessing to be alive on this morning. It's a blessing to be in the house of the living God. We are so thankful to our song leaders and all that they provide for us in worship and songs that they select and for the members who sing along with them. It is uh, it's good, just good to be, just good to be up and, and out. So many people are are stuck and can't get out and uh, only would just hope that the Lord would turn back the hands of time but here we are able to move forward able to come out and to be among the saints and uh, I don't see I don't see her this morning there young lady uh, by the name of uh, sister Olivia Tobert y'all know her yeah yeah she was here the other Sunday. She always amazes me uh, because she is not always feeling the same way every day. Uh, but last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday, she was with you, Brother Dexter, it was last Sunday? Or Sunday before last? Yeah, and she came in with a walker. Anybody saw that? She came in here with a walker because she wanted to come to church. She did not allow her pain to get in her way. And y'all, and Sister Tobit is up in age, and if she can do it with a walker, I wish I had a church up in here, then I know we can do it with a straight walk because God is too good for us to be so stingy with our lives. Y'all doing all right? Uh, I, I tell you, them, them guys were singing so, so I mean, so beautiful. I, I almost felt like I can do it this morning. I'm getting closer and closer. Getting closer and closer. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Uh, Matthew chapter 16. What is this? Uh, looking for the pointer. There it is. Matthew 16. Bring it up for us right quickly, Matthew chapter 16, and we want to take a look at it before we get into Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 24. Matthew 16 and verse 24. And uh, Jesus here uh, is, is talking, and he, he writes uh, through Matthew by way of the Holy Spirit here, as Matthew is a writer to the Jews. And he's writing, and here you see, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, we'll come back right over here. <clears throat> what he does, Jesus begins by talking about the Pharisees. That's verse 1. He, he, he talks about the Pharisees, and he wants them to know that the Pharisees were testing Jesus. They were always putting him under the microscope. So they were testing him uh, beginning with verse 1. The next thing you see in chapter 24 is he talks about the leavened bread. And Jesus wanted them to know that uh, don't trust the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Don't trust their teachings. They are always testing me. Uh, they, they will not teach the truth. In the third case, we come to what is known as the confession by Peter. 
doubt or the Christ, the son of the living God. Remember, this is Matthew 16, right? Uh, this is where we get upon this rock, I will build my church. Where here he talks about that Jesus is the son of the living God, right? That's the confession uh, that Peter states. Then uh, the fourth thing that happens in chapter 24 is Jesus wants his disciples to know that I must go to Jerusalem. And I must go to Jerusalem to die. And Peter says, not so, Lord. You, you, you're, you're not going to die, not you. And Jesus tells him, get behind me, Satan. Sometimes you got to tell people when you're in situations, and get behind me, Satan. On the job, you got to tell them, get behind in your house. You got to tell them in the grocery store. You got to tell them, get behind me, Satan. Because if you do not tell him that, he will cause you to stumble and to fall. So what he talks about here, he says, I must go to Jerusalem and I must die. And, and he talks about how he must face the Pharisees and the Sadducees, or should I say the Pharisees, uh, Sadducees and the Sanhedrin court rather. And I must go be, before the, the high priest and, uh, and, I, and I'm going to die. But then he talks at the back part of chapter 24, he talks about how discipleship will cost you your life. I prayed to God about this sermon here because <laughs> this might offend you. This, this, this might offend you this morning. Y'all all right? Just brace yourself. Just brace yourself. And I'm going to take it slow and take it easy. But this, this might offend you. It might cut you a little bit. And, uh, and I was looking at this Matthew 16, 24, and I was looking at the context that I was saying, you know, Jesus is telling you, don't look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Redirect yourself unto me. And when I look at this verse here, he says, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man, if any man, he does two things here. He says, there is an open invitation to any man. But because this is a passage of scripture with a condition, it will not work for every man. You miss your shout on that one. Open invitation is to any but this is conditional. Therefore, it will not work for every man. Uh, the subject title this morning, watch this here. Watch the subject title. And we just want to walk it this morning. That's all we want to do is just walk this thing this morning or walk it out. We just want to walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. Because if you run... Uh, that might not work well. Christianity is not for everybody. Now, I want us to look at this this morning. Just look at it real good. I just want you to look at it. Just look at the subject title. <laughs> Christianity is not for everybody. Now, I know if I would ask the question, is Christianity for you, everybody would raise their hands. But remember, 
The open invitation is to anybody, but because it's if any will come after me, it is not for everybody. Ah. Okay, here we go. Give me, give me bullet point number one. Watch this here. Commitment. Commitment. Now, I'm telling you ahead of time, this, this will offend. I'm, I'm telling you ahead of time. <laughs> All right? So what you do is you put your bulletproof vest on already. You get, you get ready for, the, for the, the pressure of the bullets, right? You get ready for it. Well, don't, don't, don't get nervous. It'll be all right. He's dropping his phone. <laughs> Just brace yourself. <laughs> Commitment. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, you, you think about uh, preaching and, and leaders and, and the work ministers put and elders put into the church. It's a lot of work, y'all. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of teaching. It's a lot of training. It's a lot of teaching. It's a lot of training. A lot of repetition over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, and really, you might not understand that, but the church must be trained. I, I, know, I know that sounds, you know, a little outrageous and untraditional, but the church must be trained. And if you never train them, then uh, us and I'm included, then we will never go to where God wants us to be. And, and, you know, there must be certain things we must do, we must implement uh, in the church, and, and watch this here. If I don't grow, then you will not grow like you should grow. You should demand your leaders to grow. And I'm not saying y'all better grow or, or something else. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you should expect them to grow because the more they grow, the more you're going to grow. Just think about if you send your child to a school and the teacher... <laughs> Don't know what the subject matter is. Don't know how to teach. Don't know how to communicate. Don't know how to approach. Don't know how to break it down. Don't know how to do those things. And if you find out, then what? Y'all know that song? Let me find out. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Commitment, right? To dedicate to a cause. There is no greater cause than the cause of Christ. None. All right? So commitment to dedicate oneself to a cause. I am going to vow myself to the cause of Christ. That's commitment. Everybody understand? Now we can go to the second one. Watch this here. Commitment number one. Watch this here. Give me number two. Culture. Culture. Commitment and culture. Culture. Culture is important. If, if, if you don't have no culture, then, then how are you going to get to a certain standard of living and a certain standard of life? Culture is a way of life. We in Louisiana, we're blessed because we got culture. Every state got culture, but we really have culture, and our culture is obvious, right? It's in our music, our food. Our language, our accents, right? I mean, every, our society, Louisiana has a distinctive culture, right? And, and, and so culture is a way of life. It's a way of, of living. It's a lifestyle that you must bring, and it must be consistent. 
All right, it must be consistent. And so you have commitment and culture. Give me the next one. Watch this here. Commitment and culture. Our commitment is to Christ. That's, that's our commitment is to who? To Christ. Right? That's our commitment is to Christ. Now, y'all stay with me now. The commitment is to Christ. I want you to think about that. Jesus is the Lord, right? He is the king of kings. My commitment is to Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's where our commitment is to. Our allegiance is to Christ. And not to an American flag. Them people who allegiance, uh, uh, give allegiance to the flag more than they give to the Father. And, and our allegiance is to Christ. Our commitment, uh, our, our vow is to, is to Christ. Our dedication is to Christ. Watch this here. When you enter into the military, you can no longer live like a civilian. You are in the military, whether you're in the Air Force, Navy, the Army, or the Marines, or the Coast Guard. You can no longer live like a civilian. They demand you, they cheat, teach, and train you to what? To live like a soldier, a Marine, an airman. They want you to change your whole culture. Uh, when you get married. You cannot be in a marriage living like you're single. It will never work. Huh? It will never work. You cannot be married and living like you're single. It will never work, right? And if you understand that, you can understand this. You cannot, you cannot come to Christ and the church and not live a life that demands commitment to Christ, but you live a life like you're still in the world. It will never work. You will struggle as a child of God. You have to make up your mind, this is what I really want to do. I want to live for Jesus. I want to commit my life to the Christ. I want to be like Paul. Paul committed his entire life to Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now watch this. The next one says what? Our culture is to the word. The commitment is to Jesus. Culture comes from the scriptures. Our way of life comes from the scriptures. It does not come from the world. It comes from the scriptures. It comes from the scriptures, right? All right. Watch this here. You smart people. I don't need a link on this. Watch this here. Give me the next one. The result is Christianity. Now, let me, let me, let me just bring the two together. Commitment and culture gives you Christianity. Commitment to Christ, culture, we get it from the word. When you join those two together, you got Christianity. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. That's the result. All right. Why is it that it is so difficult to get people to commit to the church? You can't get people to do this. You can't get them to do that. 
You can't get them to teach the classes. You can't get, you can't get them to, to come out and to clean the yard. But we say we are Christians. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a very simple preacher. It's not hard to understand what I say. Very, very easy. It's very, it's practical. It's so simple. If you are a child of God, you should be in church every Sunday. Why people are at home right now? I, 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 if you are like Sister Olivia Tober, that's one, that's one thing. But if you're going to get up tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. and get to work at 8 o'clock and get off at 7 or 4.30, you can be up in here at least at 10 o'clock in Sunday mornings worshiping God. But you got the nerve enough to tell people that you are a Christian and a member of the Church of Christ. I'm just telling y'all. We Give me the subject. Give me the subject. Give me the subject. Go back to the subject, Brother, Brother Tobit. Give me the subject. Christ, Christianity is not for everybody. I know you say you are Christian, but just because you say you are does not mean that you are. Just because you say you are does not make you. I can walk around here and talk about I'm a billionaire all day long. I'm a billionaire, man. I'm just a billionaire. That ain't going to make me no billionaire just because I say it. There's a number of people, y'all, and I want you to know something. That scripture where the Bible says, what are they going to say? Lord, Lord, haven't we not prophesied in your name? Haven't we cast out devils in your name? Huh? I want you to know that's going to that's gonna be, that's gonna be, it's going to come to life in the judgment. And some people who come to church, they're going to see, or who claim to be Christians, they're going to see that, that verse going to be activated in judgment. And when the Lord is going to say, depart from me, I never, I never, I never, Lord, I was baptized in 1985. Lord, don't you remember my mama who was faithful in the church? Don't you remember, Lord, I gave every Sunday, Lord, don't you remember this? But he says you were not a Christian. Just because you walk up in a building that says Church of Christ does not make you. Why is it so difficult to get men to teach classes in the church? Now, I want you to check something out. If our commitment is to Christ, right? If it is to Christ. And if the culture is from the word, then why, why we live lives outside of Christianity? Watch this here. You know what we do? When we get in the church, we try, you can't do it, we try to fit Christ in our lives. I should have wore that shirt I had yesterday. You don't have to say amen, it's right anyhow. We try to put Christ in our lives. That's what we try to do. You know why you can't put them in your life? You know why you can't fit them in there? Because your life is already full. Jesus says, if any man will come, what? Let him, what? De 
Some of y'all sitting down right here, you haven't denied yourself. <laughs> you can, listen, when you give your life to the military, whatever they ask of you, because you have come out of civilianship, now you in soldiership. Whatever they ask of you, you do. You do it. <laughs> why is it when we ask people in the church to do stuff, why do we say, oh, but Phil, you know, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it Friday. I'm, I'm busy. Well, what about Saturday? Well, I got something Saturday. That's the only time I'm off. They can't come to Wednesday night Bible class because the children got homework and you got school tomorrow. You can't come to Sunday school on Sunday morning because you've been out all night Saturday night. My question to you is this. When do you have time for Christ? You, you see, y'all follow me what I'm saying? You, if you can't come Monday, if we can't do it Tuesday, if you're not here Wednesday night, if you can't be here on Sunday mornings, if you're not here in Bible study, then when do you have the time to commit your life to the Lord? But you run around here and you're telling people, I'm a Christian and I'm a member of the Lord's church, but you can't commit to nothing. But you're at work Monday through Friday. You're working overtime. Christianity is about commitment. Christianity is about a culture lived. Jesus comes to Matthew, Levi. He says, get up and follow me. The Bible tells us that he went to the, to, the, to the custom of tables and Levi left his tax collector's table, got up and followed Jesus and Matthew ain't looked back since. Paul was on the road of Damascus going into the city on the road called Straight. The Bible said there was a light shone from heaven, knocked him down uh, to the ground. He said, Lord, uh, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus Christ. And he wants them to understand, go into the city. It's going to be told unto you what you must do. Paul committed. He never looked back yet. Jesus walks to the disciples and he tells them, drop your nets and come on and follow me. Following Christ is a life that needs to be denied. You cannot follow the Lord. You can't follow him with your same life. No, 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 no. I want to get you to see that. Your same life that you had before you got married is a life that has been denied. I hope it is. The life that before you enter into the military, that, civilian, that life is what? Been denied. If all of those livings and lifestyle must deny self or must be denied, why do you think we shouldn't deny ourselves with Christ? One of the problems is, y'all, is our life is too filled with our stuff, with our stuff, with what we want to do. But if it's I can't do it because I'm already, I'm com I'm already committed. Huh. Well, you know, brother, I'm, I'm, I can't do this because I'm, I'm committed to that. Huh. Well, Brother Fitz, you know, I, I really can't be no deacon, man. I'm, all, I'm already committed to this. 
Well, you know, I, I really can't be no Bible because I'm already committed to that. Well, you know, brothers, I can't come and help y'all on, on to clean the, the church ground because I'm already committed to this. You know, I really can't come to brothers' night out because I'm committed to this. I, I really can't do. When in the world are you going to live the Christian life? If you committed here, there, here, here, everywhere, when does you ever have a time and an opportunity to let your light shine before men that they can see your good works? All your good works is for yourself. If we denied ourselves, we are not trying to fit Christ into our lives. We are fitting our life around the life of Christ. When you look at the early church, God, Christ, the Holy Spirit was everything to them. They, whether they lost what they had, they did not care. Whether they died, they did not care. You know why? They were committed to Christ. They, their culture, they knew. Acts 2, 47, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The church in Acts 2 had a culture about itself that was so strong uh, on the inside, uh, the people saw it uh, on the outside, uh, and when they saw the culture change, uh, it became a cultural shock. He said, we want to be a part of that family. We want to be a part of them right here. We want to be a part of them. Hmm. You know why the church moves so slow? It's because it's so hard to get us to do anything. Because we're so obligated and dedicated to everything that we can't do anything for the Lord. Hmm. I got a question. Are you really a Christian? That's a simple question. Are you really a Christian? Because Christianity is about commitment. Christianity is about a culture. <laughs> and when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, this, this may be too strong. But I said, but this is real. People need to understand. You're going to either be about it or not. When Christ died on that cross, he was committed. Nobody had to question his commitment. Jesus said, I'll, I'll tell y'all what, I'm going to love y'all so much, I'm going to die for y'all. Can nobody question the commitment of Jesus? Question, can somebody question your commitment to him? See, the only way we know you're going to be committed is by your lifestyle. Y'all, if you can't be here on Sundays, I know good and well you can't commit to him on Monday. Stop fooling yourself. If you can't commit to him on Sunday, I know you can't commit to him on Tuesday. It's impossible. If you can't commit to him on Sundays, you can't commit to him on Wednesdays. It's impossible. If you can't commit to him on Sundays, I know you're not committing to him on Thursdays. And if you can't commit on Sundays, I know you are not committed to him on Fridays. 
And if you can't commit to him on Sundays, you are not committing to him on Saturday. So my question again is when do you have time to be a Christian? If I'm busy here, I'm busy here, I'm busy there, I'm busy over here, you know, I'm busy right here. I can't, when? When? Does that make sense, everybody? I, I'm just, I just want to know. Maybe I need to come a different route. Because how I see it, if the church needs somebody, <laughs> then hands ought to go up. Oh, you know, we need, some, we, need, we need two people to do this. What time y'all need it? Not, well, you know, Brother Phil, I'm, I'm already committed. I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't come. So watch what happens. It's left undone. I'm talking about Christ's work is left undone. And then we come up in here and sing like we're on our way to heaven. Brothers and sisters, you may not be on your way to heaven. I don't care how you sing. I don't care how you lead singing. Uh, you might be on your way to hell. Don't deceive yourself. Deception is real. Don't deceive yourself because you're singing pretty. Don't deceive yourself because you're shouting amen. Don't deceive yourself because you got a jacket on. Don't deceive yourself because you got your white pearls around your neck. Christianity has to be shown. We have to live it out. Jesus tells the men, brother, he tells the disciples, he says, he says, he says, if any man, if any man, Jesus, he says, everybody going to have an opportunity. But because it's conditional, he says, every man won't. I want to ask you, brothers, a question. Are, are you really committed to Christ? See, because when you committed to Christ, you commit to his church. That ain't no question. You can't commit to the husband or the bridegroom and forget about, or the groom and forget about the bridegroom. You, you, can't, you can't treat me wrong and it don't affect my wife. It, they go together. And people say, well, you know, I'm, I, I, I still love the Lord. I don't come to church. I love the Lord. Well, what about his bride? How you going to love him but misuse her? Right? You know, the amazing thing about it is, is when you hear something, when you hear something, you know, and you're going the wrong direction, and you hear something. Matter of fact, when you're going, when you're going, you know how you're driving sometime, and you, you come to a place, and it says wrong way? Have you ever, I think it's a red and white sign. It says wrong way. How many of y'all just keep going down the wrong way? Really, you just keep driving down the wrong way. I see, I see, I don't care, I'm, I'm going, I'm doing my thing. Saying about directions and signs and law, it's about what I want. I'm going down the wrong way. You keep that up, you're going to mess around and cause an accident. When you're in church, I like the Baptist folks say, when you're in church, <laughs> and you hear something, and you're on the wrong path, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to repent. You repent. 
you change your mind. You say, this is the wrong way. This is not the way to heaven. This is the wrong way. So what you do, if you're going this way, you find out you're on the wrong way, then what you do, you turn around. You turn around. Hmm. I, I wonder, I, I just wonder, and I'm glad the Lord gave us, I'm glad he gave us some rain this morning because I was wondering if people were coming to church. And I say, Lord, I said to myself, thank you. Thank you, because this is going to go good with the sermon. Thank you for that rain this morning. Because it challenged your commitment to Christ. Let me tell you all something. It's not easy being a Christian. I might as well just tell you all, let the cat out of the bag. It ain't easy. You got to make your mind up every day to do the right thing. And the thing about it, Sister Gertie, is that every day you ain't trying to do the right thing. Hello, somebody. You don't want to be bothered sometimes. You don't want to do this sometimes. Even if you know it's a need and it would benefit you. What you have to understand is every single day, it takes strength from you. From God to implement the strength through you that you can do what he wants you to do. Every day, every day, you got to make the right choices. Life will challenge us every day, every day. And let me tell you something. If you want to be a church, look, 2019 ain't never coming back. I don't care what, what you, what, how much you try to pray to God. It's over. It's done. This is a new, this new world, new thing. So what the thing the church got to do is come up with, with, with some new things, some new ways, some new methods, some new inventions, some new ways to do things. Because you can't go back to 2019. It ain't coming back. You, that's some stuff you try to do like we did in 2019. It ain't going to get no response. It ain't going to get no response. People look at you like, huh? Don't he know we done been through a pandemic? 2021? 20, and that's over? And people done changed the game on us. You got to change the game in the church. And you got to get on the same wave frequency. Uh, we did this thing, the one church movement the other night. How many of y'all saw that on Monday night? You should have. If you didn't, you need to go watch that. And I had got, and, and I try to bring some of the best minds in the church of Christ throughout the country. Try to get some of the best guys that's out there. And I try to ask them the right questions. It's not about just asking questions, but you better ask the right questions. And what those guys were talking about, I like Fitzgerald and, and uh, Dardo, how they gave it to us the other night. And uh, because we need to know how to do things in the church. And back to that word train, if you're never trained to do it, you'll never reach it. Now, what train will be as I close, it'll cause us to break and an already established habit. You know why it's hard for us to commit? Because we have built habits. Ooh, we got habit, 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 habit over here, habit over here, habit over there, habit over here, habit over here. We got so much habits, we don't even have room for more habits. We so habit driven. And all I'm saying is, it's when you come, when you came to Christ, you had to, somebody should have taught you.
you must give up your life and the Lord is going to give you another life. You build your life now even when you tell the man, I want to work for you. Your job must be built around Christ. You cannot have a job that will keep you committed to it and lose commitment to him. You know what I hear people say? They stand up in the church, thank you, Jesus, for the job. Let me tell you something. There's two gods in the world. There's two gods in the world. That's God the Father and that's Satan. And everything you got, I stopped by to tell you, did not come from God. I know you think it did. Mm -mm. And the devil can give you some stuff too. And some stuff he gives you will shine, it, it will speak well, it will smell good. You will think it's a blessing when it's really a spiritual curse, but you can't see it because you're looking at it through the flesh. I pray God, all of us in this congregation make heaven our home. But if you don't make heaven your home, you will never ever be able to say, as long as that five foot five, I may be 5'6 now, but 5'5", five 130-pound five, preacher, did not tell us. You will not be able to stand before Jesus the Christ and say, I did not know. And he will pull up <laughs> the sermons like this. And say, you remember this? <laughs> Jesus might have a pointer. You remember this? <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> Mm. Don't let the devil hustle you at your salvation. They say the mind is a powerful thing. Don't think yourself, don't think yourself into something that you're not. If you're not a child of God, you, be, you come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ, putting them on in baptism 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 is supposed to do something for us it washes sins away but it don't do nothing for your head it do something for your spirit and your soul repentance changes your head and some people haven't repented Mm. If you're a child of God, you sin, you're errant, you need prayer this morning. Our song leader is ready. The Holy Spirit is ready. The question is, are you ready to do the right thing? And there are people who've been in the church 30 years, haven't lived like a Christian two years. Amen, somebody. God is still good. His grace and mercy is right now. He's giving you the opportunity right now. That's why people can't say, well, the Lord came too soon. Mm -mm, right now. If there's sin in your life, we pray, God, that you get it right before it's everlasting too late. As our brother Tahir comes, lead us in song and praise to God so we together stand and together sing. Why don't you come? Why don't you come?
When peace like a 